Hello, this is Lisa DeLay, and I'm the host of Spark My Muse. This is Soul School, Lesson 167, The Fullness of Being. Welcome back to another lesson of Soul School. I bring you these sorts of short bits to encourage you in hope and accompany you wherever you find yourself, in your inner landscape or in your external circumstances. Today I want to offer something to you, not just a way to cope, but hopefully some ways to flourish as we all continue the long haul in the last quarter of 2020 and whatever follows. In times of stress and tumult, whether in our lives, in our families, or in our society, the mounting chaos causes us to feel heightened emotions. We can feel increasingly angry, vulnerable, and afraid. We feel powerful urges to tighten control of our emotions and control of our world. What if we had a way to release our incessant need for control? Would this give us additional leverage and peace? Author James Finley says we can adopt, quote, an inner stance that offers the least resistance to being overtaken by the God-given, godly nature of myself, just the way I am, unquote. If we find our way back to ourselves without the hindrances of fear and the influences of outside chaos, we can center in the spirit of God. Dr. Carolyn Baker writes, During chaos, being present means that one is paying attention to what is happening in the moment. This does not mean forgetting about the past or future, but rather in the moment fully attending to what is taking place right now. Being present also means being observant, listening carefully, not judging the situation or people in it, and being less occupied with thinking and more engaged in consciously being with whatever is occurring. It also means being embodied, which does not mean that one must be aware of every body sensation at the time, but simply conscious of inhabiting one's body. What is most useful in supporting that awareness is the breath. Breathing deeply assists us in centering ourselves in the physical body and staying in the moment, as opposed to becoming lost in the mind, thereby disconnecting from our physicality. Disconnection from our bodies also compromises our ability to cope with emotions that will be evoked amid chaos. Conversely, grounding ourselves in the body is an extremely useful, even necessary skill when dealing with the upheavals of a world in crisis. When we are grounded in the body, we are more likely to be present to our own emotions and to those of others around us. I hasten to add, says Carolyn, that a treasure trove of emotional preparation in the here and now is available to us so that we may become increasingly embodied and familiar with our emotions. This means that well in advance of crises that have become ubiquitous, we begin now to cultivate emotional resilience and develop skills necessary for navigating a vast social landscape that may be filled with internal and external psychological minefields. That was an excerpt from Dr. Carolyn Baker from her book, Navigating the Coming Chaos, a Handbook for Inner Transition by iUniverse 2011. I'd like to go back now and focus on a few pieces of what Carolyn says. When Carolyn speaks about being with whatever is occurring, that really means showing up for ourselves, not just talking about it or finding a way to numb out or escape. 
which is often our default mechanism, our coping mechanism we do on automatic. Things we might do on automatic might be overeating, drinking, binge watching Netflix, going shopping, escape mechanisms, sleeping, all sorts of things where we don't show up for ourselves. We aren't being with whatever is occurring. Instead, we are avoiding it, running away, and other escape maneuvers. By not being embodied, we are avoiding what and who we truly are. When Carolyn talks about breathing as a way to inhabit one's own body, breathing is selected because it is something we do that's rhythmic, that's constant, that we need to survive. But breathing isn't the only thing you can do to become aware of your body. We also have something else that happens all the time rhythmically. We have our pulse. You can also focus on your pulse by feeling your neck or your wrist, and you can focus on this pattern to come back into your body and feel like yourself again. Things like tapping, clapping, walking, drumming, listening to music, these all provide a reference point or a focal point that can make a difference for us to begin to re-inhabit our bodies instead of numb out or escape when chaos is near. And that's because the brain is helped by consistency. It is wired to look for patterns and becomes regulated using recognizable patterns. In times of chaos, our emotions and our thoughts can run wild because there are not predictable things happening. When we create predictable things and focus on them, like our breathing, like our heartbeat, and things like dance, music, song, drumming, all these things work to help us become more embodied, especially if we're focusing on them. These things, of course, can be utilized in worship and prayer. But when we use them consciously to stay with our pain and work all the way through it instead of escaping and avoiding it, we can regain a different and deeper kind of peace we can begin to show up for ourselves through tumult and crisis. Because, Carolyn says, disconnection from our bodies also compromises our ability to cope with emotions that will be evoked amid chaos. She says, when we are grounded in the body, we are more likely to be present to our own emotions and to those of others around us. And this is a function of empathy. We want to be grounded in our own bodies we will also understand what other people are feeling too. And this is a connection that becomes invaluable during times of crisis and chaos and tumult. We use mirror neurons. We understand what people are thinking by looking at them and we mirror what they're doing in some way and thereby understand them better. When we're not embodied and we're tuning out, numbing out or running away, we do not sense what other people are doing and then we do not sense what they're feeling. All the more reason to be living an embodied life is to understand what people around us are actually thinking and feeling. When we understand what they're thinking and feeling more deeply, we can sympathize and empathize with them and we can be together. And when we feel less alone, we feel more together. The burden is shifted from just our shoulders to other shoulders too. When we feel that we're not alone and others feel that they're not alone during chaos and tumult, we have a much higher degree of serenity and peace. And this is just how the brain works, how the human mammal brain works. This is part of spirituality. And finally, Carolyn says, how we cultivate these emotions now builds emotional resilience that is necessary 
for when these situations come up. Preparation is the key. We can't expect to be prepared for a time of greater stress and tumult if we haven't done the work now. So there is no time when we shouldn't be practicing things that help us become embodied. Well in advance of a crisis, during a crisis, after a crisis, always be increasing the way you are embodying your life. So when a crisis comes, when you are experiencing stress and chaos, you can go back to the ways you have been deeply connected with yourself as a person who is spirit, experiencing reality as an incarnated being, as someone with flesh and bones, blood and sinew, a mortal with an active and satient mind. Take good care of yourself, my friends. We are in this for the long haul. We're not in this for a sprint over a few weeks or months. We're in this for decades. And so there is no reason to wear yourself out by putting yourself to ruin. I hope this was helpful. If you've never left a review on iTunes, will you take a moment to do that today? It helps more people who need help to find the program. Another way to help is just sharing this episode with somebody else today. Thank you so much.